आई वी एम You're listening to TFG Football. Hello everyone, this is the TFG Indian Football Podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me from Srinagar is Chiranjit. We will get to him. But it's chilly, it's cold, it's not really as chilly and cold in the I-League. It's not really chilly and cold on the podcast today because we've got some spicy action coming up. And we're talking about some... interesting things that are lined up for indian football obviously we're talking about i league uh, something about isl and majorly we're talking about big news the hero gold cup uh, it's about the indian women's national team playing an international tournament right here in india this is big news for us so that's all about uh, all we'll be talking about but heading in straight back to the chilly weather chiranjit in srinagar what are you doing there how are you managing without a jacket oh yeah i do have a jacket man i wouldn't be alive right now if i didn't have a jacket so uh, came here a few days ago uh, it was all sunny it was a bit cold but nice weather but suddenly uh, actually if you were watching the real kashmir versus gokulam kerala fc game uh, on dd kashir or the youtube channel of them uh, you could see the snow starting right in the middle of the game and it did not stop for over 24 hours so till last evening there was uh, snow around here in srinagar it's it has stopped snowing but uh, there's a foot deep snow everywhere uh, literally a bridge uh, close to where i was staying uh, suffered some damage because of the heavy snowfall on blizzard but uh, you know we're making do this this is indian football man one day you are playing uh, in hot odisha next day suddenly you are in minus 2 and uh, playing in the middle of some snowfalls this is this is what uh, indian football is supposed to be all about you know a gigantic display of the diversity that we have got here in terms of people in terms of culture in terms of physical geography let's bring it all in you know it's this is this is i i i would say like the one thing that ruins this i think for me is mondogan is not playing well but otherwise this is literally the most fun i've had in uh, had covering an i league ever uh, and, and watching it's it's literally we're having the best season of all time yeah talking about uh, mohan bagan uh, i think it's it's best we keep them aside and uh, i'm the most <laughs> happiest anyways uh, chiranjit does not have anything to put forward and uh, to bring up topic unless it's some controversy uh, so let's keep mohan bagan aside for the moment uh, we're talking about i league things are heating up at the top it is we've seen a slight change in uh, 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 in leadership right now uh, chennai city are no longer at the top we all heard about uh, their partnership uh, with fc basel and uh, uh, things are looking bright for the for the future of coimbatore uh, by the way by the way one one correction i would like to uh, issue here uh, kevin we are recording this at 11:30 am on friday and 2 pm uh, chennai city are going to play indian arrows and if they win they will be back on top of the table so don't count chennai can uh, chennai city out yet Right. Uh, they're still very much in the run. Right, 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 right. And so the 16 matches is uh, what Real Kashmir has already done with, and uh, the latest win uh, gets him to the top. Temporarily or not, we'll see after the game uh, of Chennai City happens. Uh, but the situation here is uh, three teams looking strong, looking not really you no know, ready to give up their spot, uh, putting pressure on each other. It just makes I League even more interesting all the while. uh we're talking about real kashmir being there on the on 
on the leadership uh, uh, position and uh, what a way to get there uh, snowy uh, extreme weather it's it's raining as well it's difficult for the pitch to uh, have the ball, ball flow around uh, we we've seen a lot of aerial ball being being used uh, in play towards the second half uh, challenges you were part of that game uh, you know it just it yeah, looks man. difficult to watch uh, TD Kashir uh, showed showed us the game. Uh, we had a live stream on, on the website as well. Uh, looking at uh, the weather condition, it really looked tough. You know how difficult it might might have been for the players on on the ground that day. Yeah, I mean, imagine uh, uh, everything that you think about. You know, if, see if if you are uh, going in to play a match, especially at this professional level, you need to uh, prepare for a, a certain kind of surface. for the game to be played on and if that surface suddenly changes on you because of natural reasons all your uh, plans that you came up with all the homework that you did just goes out of the window doesn't it uh, when when they were practicing gopalam kerala fc they were they were preparing for a cold but they were not expecting a wet surface like they when they were uh, practicing in the trc ground uh, and i took a couple of walks the surface was very dry the grip was amazing this is uh, like one of the high quality turfs that we have in the country but uh then the rain start nobody really saw it coming nobody could help but uh the rain starts and the snow starts and what happens when the snow starts falling in is that the uh the the grains of the snow they stick on the artificial grass and they start melting and uh, immediately the slipperiness goes up and because it was raining there was a lot of water on the pitch as well so you have suddenly players slipping all over the place it's cold if you are falling you are hurting a lot more than usual uh, and uh, also the ball is not traveling like towards the end of the first half i, I don't think the ball was traveling 10 meters and you could see that in the second half giptrakan uh, brought in uh, suhair uh, in 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 the place of deepak because he was trailing 1-0 and he needed to uh, get get a goal back but he was he was trying to pass the ball to the winger or trying to receive a cross the ball was just happily stopping midway so Gokulam Kerala FC didn't have a game to you know go ahead with, and and because they did not anticipate any of this, I don't think they really uh, you know tried to practice on aerial balls or something like that, which is something you have to do if if there's water on the ground, you have to scoop it up. There's no other way to play, right? Uh, Kashmir FC players obviously it's not an alien condition for them, although uh, a lot of the players were playing a match in snow for the first time, but uh, you know. it's not like they did not see snow around here before so uh, of course they were able to uh, cope better and gift trackan was talking about that after the match that uh, hey when something like this happens it's a huge adv- advantage to the home team but again they can't complain nobody can complain this is this is professional football this is the highest level of indian football if you're playing here you're expected to be ready for uh, every condition and it was not easy for the real kashmir players also they suffered due to the cold they were shivering after the match uh, they had to turn on like i think two gas heaters uh, in the dressing rooms uh, after the game and uh, they they really uh, the organizers took well good care of the players because both needed some uh, warm drinks and uh, other uh, you know uh, other other little bit of uh, pick me ups uh, to to just be themselves after the game because literally they they came in with frozen hands uh, so yeah that's Uh, you know uh, kudos to real kashmir fc for uh, stepping up uh, as the occasion was just changing on them getting a victory and now they are 
definitely in the conversation to win the league, which has never happened. No debutant has ever won the league. And Real Kashmir FC are uh, giving a uh, proper challenge for it. And that's beautiful to watch. Yeah. No, just uh, staying at it, uh, Real Kashmir are in the hunt and uh, so is East Bengal there. Uh, yeah. uh, played the same number of matches, that is 14 matches as Chennai City. Uh, yeah. So before we uh, get to East Bengal, uh, Chiranjit, where do you see Real Kashmir headed? Do you still see them uh, keeping points? Do you, do you see them slip up? You know, it's, it's a time of the league where everything is going down to the wire. The, the team that blinks first, the team that misses first is most likely to not get a second chance again because it's nearing the end of the league. we got about, say, four or five matches remaining. And this yeah. slip-up is, is fatal for any, any other clubs uh, running for the title. Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Real Kashmir are going to face East Bengal next. Uh, so that's going to be a uh, almost a title eliminator uh, by uh, by virtue. But uh, just look at what Chennai City are doing. Like, one loss that's not going to th- completely throw them off. Uh, they, they still got, uh, uh, right now they've got uh, 14 uh, matches and 30 points. If they win uh, today, uh, beat Indian Arrows, they'll be on 33 from 15. That's back at the top of the table. And uh, Real Kashmir have 32 from 16. So they'll, not only do they have to keep winning the rest of the games, they'll have to open pitch in a city to drop points. Otherwise, they don't have a chance. Churchill Brothers have uh, just got one point from the last two games, lost to Shillong Lajong. Who saw that coming? And they're virtually out. I mean, I, I could hear you smile there, Kevin. <laughs> you must be very happy. <laughs> Shillong Lajong getting a win. But, uh, but seriously, uh, uh, just talking about uh, what East Bengal are doing. By the way, uh, this this little bit of a uh, question mark over whether the game will happen between Real Kashmir and East Bengal because uh, the latest news is Gokulam Kerala FC still have not been able to leave Kashmir because the flights were cancelled because of this bad weather. Uh, but hopefully because the sky has cleared now, uh, East Bengal will be able to uh, get to, get to Kashmir today, which will put them well on track to play the game. So hopefully it does not get cancelled, but it's still a possibility. But uh, you were saying uh, whether uh, Real Kashmir or Chennai City uh, will, will have the better shot. It's still advantage Chennai City. Yeah. Right? But if, if Real Kashmir go in and beat East Bengal, how do you count them out? Right? If, if they have won like two of the uh, some of the most difficult battles, like Chennai City and East Bengal, are their biggest title rivals right now. They beat Chennai City, they beat East Bengal. That just opens up the uh, you know the door for anything to happen. Even if Chennai City keep, uh, I mean Chennai City just drop points against uh, Real Kashmir. Uh, who is to say they will not drop points again? Right. So nothing, nothing is uh, certain at this point, and. You literally cannot uh, count anybody out. Last season, we had like four clubs going into the last uh, day of the league, still having a chance, right? And uh, uh, Niroka made a uh, made a record that they were debutants and they still had a chance to win the league on the last day. Uh, maybe Real Kashmir will equal that record or better it. I mean, I, I certainly see them going into the last day with with a chance to win. Yeah, they're going strong, and it really looks. Uh... Uh, a, a third season running where we've seen uh, 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 no clear winner emerge out uh, towards you know, before the uh, business end of the league and th- this again is looking like uh, mm-hmm. heading in the same direction 
on that note uh, we will be taking a break and on the other side we've got a lot of things to talk about something very interesting something that needs to be talked about more often we're talking about indian football but indian football on the women's side uh, great things happening for them uh, we will talk all about that on the other side of the break come back to us Hello, it's been another great week on IVM Podcast. If you aren't following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've been running this thing for the last few weeks, and we're going to keep doing it. If you are listening to an interesting show that you're enjoying, pause it, take a screenshot, tag us on your Instagram story, and drop us a comment, and we will post that to our own Instagram story. So I want to tell you about a new show that we're launching. It's called Ganatantra. It is hosted by Saryu Natarajan and Alok Prasanna Kumar. They discuss how politics goes beyond intrigue and elections and its implications in everyday life. I think you'll really enjoy that. Also starting on the 4th of February, we're launching a new show with Ambi Parmeshwaran. It's called The Sponge Podcast. He talks about all the invaluable lessons he learned from his 40 years of experience in advertising. Speaking of Ambi, he's also on the Filter Coffee Podcast with Karthik Nagarajan this week. They discuss the importance of data and advertising. It's a really, really insightful conversation, which I think you would enjoy. On the scene and the unseen, Amit talks to the legendary Tyler Cowen, writer of the renowned blog Marginal Revolution. They talk about his book Stubborn Attachments and Moral Philosophy. On How to Citizen, we're on Chapter Three: Why We Need a Parliament. Joining Meghnath and Shreyas for this episode is comedian Prashasti Singh. She brings her insight of growing up in Amethi and being witness to political theater in UP. On the season finale of Echoes of India, we take a roller coaster ride through 600 years of Indian history and get a brief summary of the Gupta Empire. Look out for season two coming soon. This has been a great season of that show. If you haven't checked it out, you should check it out from the start. Now you can binge it. Here's what's in store for you on our regional language shows. On the Hindi film show Cinemaya, director Paromita Vora joins Swati to talk about her documentaries, her directorial decisions, and the politics behind camera. On our Marathi podcast Golgappa, Trupti is joined by actress Gitanjali Kulkarni. They talk about the charm of theater and Gitanjali's NGO initiatives. And with that, let's get you back to your show. Welcome back after the break, and here we continue to talk about Indian football, but. Uh... Indian women's football is something that we will focus on in this half, but not just discussion. It's something exclusive, something that we we really look forward to getting you. And Chirajit was in conversation with uh, two of the key figures in the Indian national side. Uh, we're talking about the national team coach Memul Rocky and yeah. uh, one key player, uh, one of the most uh, you know, versatile players we've seen in the Indian national team. Uh, we were mentioning. Uh, about Dalima Chibar and she's played for a lot of uh, esteemed clubs uh, and this time it's the national team that is in focus Chiranjit mm-hmm. the hero gold cup is upon us it's just uh, yeah. a time that we will see the team get to training and Odisha is the state that is you know coming up uh, with the support for the national side we saw Indian Arrows being uh, making Bhubaneswar their home ground and here we have Bhubaneswar hosting yet another major event Now this time it's the first time that we will see uh, an international women's tournament being hosted by India, and uh, we have the likes of uh, Iran, Ma- Myanmar, and Nepal coming into this. Uh, so, Chiranjit, uh, tell us mm-hmm. more about uh, the, the the exclusive chat that we had uh, with these two ladies. Yeah, well, uh, we just uh, managed to get some questions because they just assembled in uh, in Odisha, and and it's so great to see. Like the only other time. Uh, we had uh, the women's team playing a high profile tournament uh, in india was a soft championship right which which is going to happen in nepal this season but before that uh, because we have a, a very important uh, tournament coming up in the olympic qualifiers aif have decided to go and have a uh, you know start up uh, you know they have the intercontinental cup for the men so of course uh, you know they should have a similar tournament for the women as well right uh, only makes sense so they started the uh, gold cup 
and uh, Odisha is hosting it. And it's it's brilliant, man. I mean, we, we when we heard the news that something like this was happening, uh, there was just no uh, limit to the joy that we had because we just don't see the women's team in action uh, often enough. Like uh, when uh, last month they started playing friendlies. And uh, that was, uh, they, you know, the first friendlies they were playing in uh, a couple of years, I think. So suddenly we are seeing high gear action. There's a new breed of uh, talent that's coming in in the, in the senior national team. Uh, a lot of young players getting a chance. And uh, Maymol Rocky was completely at the middle of it. He, she was uh, taking charge. And uh, I, I don't want to make like a apple to apples uh, comparison here but Stephen Constantine also did something similar when when he brought in a lot of new players and uh, he had uh, uh, an, an, he gave us uh, 30 40 uh, new debutants and and uh, pretty much a new look squad for the Asian Cup so uh, i wanted to uh, ask Memol Rocky about that like what what's the plan behind uh, bringing in all these new players and what's the target because Back-to-back major tournaments are coming up for India, the Gold Cup, the South Championship, then we have the Olympic qualifiers. So let's listen to what she had to say about uh, uh, what her experience has been with the team so far and uh, what can we expect uh, from the Blue Tigresses uh, in the coming couple of months. Yeah, so you'll catch on to the fact that this is not a direct back and forth between me and uh, Mimul Rocky and Dalima Chibar later on. Uh, so, uh, because of the communication issues that we are having here, what I did was I put forth the questions to them and they sent me the answer and uh, we'll uh, present all of those uh, in, in in the or- order that's uh, necessary. So, the first question that I put to uh, the head coach was uh, what was the thought behind including so many young talents in the senior squad? Uh, are you looking at this as a transition phase to prepare for a major tournament in the future good to work with the youngsters as you can mold the youngsters in the way your style of play they are ready to go they are all out definitely with this youngsters we will have a good bright future for sure the girls can if they continue the same way the things are on for them there will be a few definitely a change in years to come did the recently held friendlies give you enough opportunity to test out new talent? Playing this uh, friendlies, this last four friendlies definitely helped the young squad to, uh, for us to set the teams, for the youngsters to have a good platform and an international platform to play. Definitely has helped us and the new new girls. India won all four friendlies. Did you expect the results going in or uh, did the players surprise you with their uh, effort uh, that they put in? Definitely the four friendlies were, uh, you could not say it was easy for us. Yes, it was difficult, but then it was not a surprise. The girls gave their heart out and they were ready to go. They were ready to play. So the results were definitely in our favours, but the girls really played good. How important do you think uh, such friendly matches are going to be in, in preparing for big tournaments like the Olympic qualifiers or the Asian Cup qualifiers? Yes, these four friendlies were the first step. Now you know there is this Hero Gold Cup. Then we are going to Turkey. So the preparation is on. Definitely the four win will give us more confidence, more, uh, what do you say, willingness to go ahead with a good positive note. For sure, this, this four friendlies helped us a lot and will keep us motivated in upcoming tournaments. What do you think of the Gold Cup? Uh, is it a good platform to test our players uh, in a tournament setting? 
gold cup it's happening for the first ever time so it it's really good for us first time ever the women team will be playing in india for a competition or for a tournament for me it's a really good tournament to test ourselves as good teams are coming up like iran that's the top team which has qualified from their group myanmar again was in our group and that is also the top team which has qualified and nepal definitely that's one of the countries which we fight for saf so all three teams including our team we are all kind of in one one level so the tournament definitely will be a good platform for us to test ourselves you're in the run to win the first ever edition of uh, gold cup and continuing a 100% championship record in saf championship next month uh, both will be historical if achieved do such major milestones motivate you and the team or do you prefer taking uh, it one game at a time for us there are a lot a lot of good plans coming up in the in this coming four months but i think we me and my team is looking one match at a time for us now the main milestone is iran we need to go through iran to reach the finals of this gold cup so we are just thinking about iran and we will definitely go step by step which team do you think will give you the toughest fight in gold cup tough fight definitely we think all three teams will give us a tough fight and um, we also from our side uh, have been preparing for this tournament now uh, coming back from this four win will give more confidence to me and my girls again first match is iran so we are thinking about iran first and then step by step we will go to nepal and then myanmar but definitely all three teams will be a better when you picking new players for the national team do you uh, take into account the players performance in uh, iwl and uh, senior nationals uh, and uh, do you think such competitions provide you with enough data or would you prefer if the players got more game time at the dom- uh, domestic level to make their case for the national team uh definitely when we pick up girls it is from nationals and iwl uh we have more scouting program going on we go to some states we select players from the states uh interstate they have this league between the clubs uh, some of our scouts are going around uh watching them so there are a lot of other platforms also but definitely the main platform what we have is women's uh, women's league iwl and the nationals mm, girls getting more opportunity definitely i would never say no if there is more competition yes they should play can you name a couple of players who impressed you most uh, in the recent matches it's not couple of players but yes it's the 11 players who played including the bench really the girls all are uh you know the best players what we have in india right now and who can really impress the people around india while pl- the way they play so do come so the olympic qualifiers will be a tough test for the team uh, what will your pa- primary target be there uh, can the fans dream of a top place in, uh, finish in the group uh, it olympic qualifiers will be definitely a, tef- a tough test for us because that's for that we are preparing from last 4 months and i think um the girls we all are preparing to go to the third round so that's our dream and let's keep the nation also in the same 
platform let the fans also do support us for this uh, we are preparing ourselves to qualify uh, because of this lot of things are happening now and i think we are really dreaming to go to the third round and that's what all of us can do and we are preparing for that okay that was the coach of the indian women's national team uh, rocky maymol and uh, as we said we will be continuing talking about uh, uh another key player but before we get to that uh, uh that part of uh, the show we we would like to uh, throw some light on the tournament that uh, india would be hosting uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's my myanmar nepal and iran we're talking about teams that have been a regular feature in 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 the the, the continental uh, cups and uh, Uh, the AF of the Asian uh, Football Federation for Women Championships saw uh, Myanmar do so well. Uh, they've they've uh, they've been a regular feature, and uh, they've also been champions uh, in, in the past. Uh, so we're not talking about a team that is fresh into the scene of uh, uh, continental championships. So this is going to be a good test for us. Uh, Iran also, you know, they they've lined up some friendlies uh, to come in before. uh and uh, before and around the tournament so they are also pretty serious on the front that uh, this tournament will be a key as a preparation leading into uh, the second round of the qualification for AFC championship well uh, you have to give uh, AIFF a lot of props for organizing the teams in this tournament right uh, we have india playing uh, myanmar nepal and uh, iran Uh, Iran is a good uh, opponent on any day although they're ranked below us right now uh, but uh, I I think uh, you know their ranking does not reflect the quality that they have uh, they've been getting some good uh, results in the uh, recent times as well uh, Myanmar by the way is ranked higher than us and uh, they just beat us back in November like a 2-1 game we had in the first round of the uh, olympic qualifiers and uh, ratnabala devi scored against them but uh, two goals from for myanmar uh, i think win tingi tun uh, had uh, one uh, and uh, ninge hatwe uh, got another game uh, sorry another goal uh, towards the end of the game and uh, we lost it and myanmar topped the group so getting them in is is another uh, good way of testing uh, ourselves uh, like we just lost to them so can we come back and um, uh, make a couple of improvements uh, in the last uh, two or three months and now how are we how are we uh, performing against them that's a that's a very uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, set piece that in uh, AIFF has lined up for the Indian national women's team this Nepal and that also makes sense uh, we just drew a game against them it's not like just because they're ranked below us and uh, we've always won the uh, soft championships that they don't give us any trouble right uh, uh, we we got a 1-1 draw against them in uh, uh, in uh, november in the asian uh, sorry in the olympics qualifiers so having them back just before we're going to play them in nepal uh, at the soft championship it it makes absolute sense and uh, of course you're going to have uh, in india have not played iran for a while i think but just having them uh, you know as as a as a uh, as a part as a team that's that's going to be very different from the rest and uh, they will be coming in as uh, one of the dark horses yeah it it makes all the sense in the world and it's it's going it's not going to be you're not going to see like uh, the the kind of games that you sometimes see in the qualifiers uh, the women's qualifiers 7 nil 8 nil like uh, just just now i think uh, iran played syria and beat them 12 nil and before that they played singapore and beat them 6 nil uh, it's it's not going to be you're not going to see like 
one-sided washout games it's it's always going to be very very challenging and every single game that india will play will test them and and it's it's literally i mean usually we we uh, criticize the iff a lot but in this case nothing bad to say about them and this is this is perfect uh, we if if we saw aiff taking care of the indian women's team like this 10 years ago maybe we would be playing in the next world cup right they just never had the chance until now to to test themselves and really improve themselves what do you think man ah uh, yeah uh, we we talk about more matches required uh, competitive yeah. uh, not competitive uh, uh, friendlies are required we i think more over what's uh, in you know what is in need is uh, more domestic games uh, because yeah. we we've really you know see a lack of domestic matches for the indian women's team uh, the iwl also you know is not really uh, a, a tournament that really puts everybody to the test so firstly we got a, it's too a, small i mean i i agree with you it's it's just we need a we need a four five month league like at least at least five month league for the women uh, this the iwl is a good first step but man it, it's not enough games but again uh, we 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 talk about the top it's not really at the top that that matters a lot uh, we really need to see uh, state leagues local leagues to be you know, giving up the players to the national side and uh, that's always been the 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 reason that we don't see enough numbers uh, up there because if there's no pushing from the bottom uh, we see mm-hmm. the numbers being dwindled down from by by the time they reach a national uh, national uh, scene and uh, yes uh, but this is how it is uh, things are taking a, a change and uh, the change looks for the betterment of indian football uh, so here it is uh, and uh, the the second part of the show as we mentioned uh, uh, dalima chibar is also in conversation with uh, chiranjit chiranjit uh, uh, we talking about the key player in the indian team uh, she has played uh, mm. different roles in the team uh, she's also yeah. part of uh, the clubs that that do play at the iwl india rush yeah, yeah. india so rush she's, she's moved from yeah. uh, fc pune city to india rush uh, in the last uh, iwl so this is dalima chibar in conversation with chiranjit so dalima how did you get into football uh, when did you first realize you had a future playing this game at the highest, highest level initially i started with athletics my father who's also my coach has a club for boys and girls both so uh, when i used to tag along with him on the field i used to see boys playing every day and one day i just tried the sport and i enjoyed it and that's how it all started uh, at the age of 13 when i got called for the youth under 14 national team um that was the time when i really wanted to carry on with the sport even though back then it was still not known and football as a sport in women was not that known and uh, i did not think of taking it professionally back then but uh, that i i just did not want to leave the sport and i wanted to carry on playing was the family support behind pursuing a career in football uh there was there was family support although there have always been times when um, my parents have asked me to take up athletics because that is an individual uh, sport and considering more scope in that sport uh as football was not that known back then but now when i see now my parents and everybody around me is very supportive in letting me pursue football 
Uh, what has changed for the players uh, with the advent of IWL? Is it a viable option that lets players have a busy training and uh, competition schedule as professionals? With the coming of IWL, I think a lot has changed for the players. First of all, that it uh, allows the players to have a lot of more matches in a very competitive uh, environment. And also it allows the youngsters who are coming up and taking up the sport to rub the shoulders against the more experienced players in the field. Not only that, it also motivates them to uh, take up the sport and it like provides them with a view that how like you know how a a woman a woman athlete can take up the sport and what are the uh, scopes ahead in football uh, taking it up as a career moreover it has also brought women football into light and people are have become aware of it and they have started noticing the women athletes who have taken up football as their sport and who want to take it as a career. So tell us the moment uh, that you got the national team call up. How did you and your family and friends react to it? The moment when I got the first call for my national team, that was when I was 13 years old for the U14 uh, national team. Um, so I, I still remember the entire scene. I was on the field, we were training and my father got a call saying that your daughter has been selected to be the part of the national camp for under 14 and the team will be traveling for the AFC Women's Football Festival to Sri Lanka. And so in the middle of the training, he called me and he was like, uh, what is your dream? And I was like, if I could... Uh, play for my country and represent my country in the highest competitions and um, he was like uh, well uh, you're like you know you've got a chance and you've been called up for the u14 national camp and that moment i just broke down into tears and i hugged my father so tight and my father was just so happy that even he broke down into tears a bit and all my friends who were training with me at that time, uh, all of them came running, some of them jumped on me and everybody was very happy. And I still remember the day before I was leaving, everybody got a huge cake which said congratulations Dalima. And uh, they got a big card, they made a big card congratulating me and wishing me all the best and uh, that is how it was. How have the recent uh, friendlies helped prepare for this uh, tournament, the Gold Cup that's happening in Odisha? The recent friendlies have uh, been a major boost for us, uh, mentally and physically both. It has been a huge learning step for us and uh, the exposure has made us more confident and uh, I feel now we are more ready to we're more ready to accept all the challenges that are thrown at us on the field and to be to to be ready to give it our best shot on the field. Are you optimistic that India can push up the FIFA women's rankings beating teams like Myanmar and Iran? Definitely. I feel uh, after beating teams like Myanmar and Iran, we can and we definitely will uh, push up in FIFA rankings. And 
all thanks to AIFF for organizing and putting in so much of effort for organizing the friendlies and organizing a tournament like Hero Gold Cup in India itself and providing us with all the matches against the tougher sides. I feel it will definitely help us in the long run as well as also um, help us push up our ranking. India will play two tournaments back to back. What are the chances of winning both trophies? I feel the more the matches, the better the chances of winning the trophies. And with all the exposure that we are getting right now and with back-to-back tournaments, I feel it will just add on to our strength and it will also help us to be more ready and more aware of the situations and circumstances in the field. And it will definitely, definitely improve our chances of winning both the trophies and to put out our best on the field. India have always won the SAF and uh, in, this is the first edition of Gold Cup so winning both uh, will be setting and adding to historic records. Uh, do you think uh, about these milestones or as, as you approach the tournaments or do you prefer to focus on the game at hand? In the longer run, we do think of uh, setting and adding to the historic records but um, as we approach a tournament, we we focus on the game at hand and we plan to do the best that we can in the game that we have coming up at that particular point and then we move on to the second game because that way our focus is not only at the main goal that is there but it is I feel very important to focus what you have right now and the situation that you put in right now which is the particular game that you have to play and you get the best out of that so that you can ultimately achieve the bigger goal. Are you looking forward to the Olympic qualifiers? Uh, What do you think personally uh, that India should target there given they will go up against teams that have beaten them recently? I am definitely looking forward to the Olympic qualifiers and um, I personally believe that we will be targeting for a win. We will go there to qualify to the next round. And um, given that uh, AIFF has provided us with so many opportunities with the exposures and the friendly matches and they were all organized against the teams who have qualified for the second round, which are Hong Kong, Indonesia, Iran, Myanmar, Nepal, the latter three teams which which we will be facing now. These are also the teams which have qualified and right now when we give uh, when we have been given a chance to play against them and go against them i think it will definitely help us in the preparation for the olympic qualifiers round 2 and when we go there we will definitely want to qualify and we will our own our main focus there will be to go for a win and that is what we will go ahead with in our minds all right, you heard her and she's excited and so are we. But uh, the excitement should be double for Talima. The reason being she is playing at Odisha. She's being, she's, 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 she's a homegrown player there. And uh, what more joy to see your own crowd come and uh, watch you. And, and she's well known in, in the state. You know, she, she's uh, yeah. done a lot of good and uh, she's an inspiration for the upcoming uh, generation of girls. So, Chiranjit, this, this is mm-hmm. going to be a great experience for her, uh, her supporters, 
and for the state as well we talk about uh, odisha bringing up uh, some major tournaments we had uh, yeah. the world cup also in, in in hockey that you know was hosted so this mm-hmm. this is great going and uh, you know when, when you see a state being into the limelight so much and it just makes sense to have a tournament right yeah. there yeah odisha has been at the uh, bang in the center of the women's football scene for a while now because uh, you remember the first uh, edition of iwl uh, it was won by a club from odisha uh, rising students club and a lot of the players that you see in the national team uh, right now uh, are uh, coming from that club uh, the, the club had some tie up with tata uh, trusts and you uh, know just put together uh, some of the best talents in the country and uh, uh, yeah of course odisha government is also uh, you know they, they should get a credit for that uh, making the ground available for cheap uh, so that uh, you know more and more action can take place there and uh, yeah it's 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 good that uh, you know the it, the uh, kalinga stadium is really uh, good quality surface the facilities are uh, top class uh, it's it international game capable you know i think we're going to see the national men's team also in action there at some point uh, this year or next year so yeah it all in all it it makes perfect sense uh, for uh, the tournament to be held there and uh, yeah it's it's uh, and and the fans local fans have uh, extra reason to come in and see because uh, uh, in a place like talima chibber who are uh, the biggest rising stars in indian football right now uh, you know we they are local players uh, so yeah it's it's great to see uh, them uh, you know getting the chance to showcase their talent in front of their own state crowd so yeah it's uh, brilliant man i mean uh, this this tournament is near perfect in every single way yeah and uh, just to put uh, put it across uh, the team will be playing the first game on uh, feb 9 that is tomorrow, tomorrow 7 pm yeah. game it's a kick off it's a late evening kick off uh, they will be playing iran uh, not before the first game uh, sees myanmar and nepal in action at 4 pm so watch out mm-hmm. for that uh, i hope we have some coverage on uh, on television uh, it should be there should be a live stream Yes, and that's that's you know what's required because uh, it it's how everybody consumes now as 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 of today. And uh, if it's live stream, I think it just reaches out to more and more audiences. Uh, we need them on TV, man. We do need them on TV. Like this is a go- okay Gold Cup. Uh, maybe they're testing the market with live streams and stuff like that. There will be uh, uh, you know when when. It, these games uh, when uh, when these international tournaments happen and the Nepal national team plays, uh, channels in Nepal pick it up, man. They they show their uh, national team because uh, you know the, the entire country comes behind and supports uh, their team. So why can't we have the same? Uh, maybe uh, if we get good good response on the live stream, maybe uh, we'll have uh, Star Sports or some other networks considering picking up the national team uh, in soft championship or Olympic qualifiers. Olympic qualifiers is already uh, produced for TV, so maybe somebody will just pick up the feed and show it. I mean, we we do want to see our women footballer in action on TV, man. Because live stream, okay, those who are hardcore fans will find it, and uh, you know, some some people like us will share the link all over the place, and more people will tune in. But on TV is when you catch catch the mass audience, and it needs to happen. It's it's time. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So we will get you updates uh, as and when uh, it comes across. Uh, so do follow us on Twitter at the rate TFG Football, and if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube, do not forget to like, share, subscribe. 
but also do not forget to download IVM podcast app for more such awesome podcasts like the TFG podcast. Uh, it's available on Android and iOS platforms. Uh, this podcast is also available on other po- platforms like uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. You can uh, check it out on the on your on your favorite podcasting platforms. Until uh, then, another episode. Uh, we will we will take leave and we will come back to you next week. Have a great week. Every week comes a show where three people come together to tell you about stuff they like. A movie, a TV show, a book, and other stuff. Tune in every Monday on the IVM Podcast app to IVM Likes. Batman approves this message. Thank you, Batman. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Advertising is Dead.